0: I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. It's always good. Uh, Maddie, our producer, has such a melody in her. The way she talks, doesn't she, Jay? She just, she's just got that way of making you feel better about life. We love Maddie. Well,
1: you like positive optimism and the joy of youth. (laughs) I mean, now we're getting older, so there. That's
0: right. So. It's like a breath of fresh wind that comes in. Yeah. So that, that I do want to uh,
2: that was strategic on my part guys <laughs> on that hire. <laughs> oh yeah, now
0: Zach's taking all the credit since she turned out to be good. Yeah, that's exactly right. What else no, We there? love Maddie. Uh I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Blind Movie podcast uh which has started now and um we want you to be sure and check that out, uh listen to it, rate it, review it, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is uh, a, basically us talking in a podcast format, talking about uh, our reaction to Dad and Mom's movie, uh, and kind of how it impacted us and all that. So, Zach, is there anything you want to add on that uh, in terms of the podcast?
2: Yeah, I, I, I've told this before. I think it might be. I know it's the first time in a long time that the whole family has gotten on the, uh, in, the in the same room together on camera so yeah you can go check it out on youtube channel uh the phil robertson youtube channel as well but uh, yeah just uh, be, be great if you guys leave comments rate it um and uh and share it on your social media stuff it's really 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 good got about six episodes out we may have a couple more that, that drip out um after the movie's out but um yeah, some powerful conversations, um, you
0: know. Yeah, and it was kind of it was done with different combinations of us as as a family, and so it had it brought out some I thought some different dynamics, uh, which were great. And it was hosted by different people. Zach hosted uh, one of the segments that I was on, and then Willie hosted a segment. So it was it was really and fun. Sadie, Sadie hosted. Sadie the, hosted the, the whole movie. family. Yeah, yeah, which was really good. So uh, speaking of Sadie, she just had her live original. Um what are the, what is it called? Is that just Live Original? Uh, it's called
2: LO Conference. I think okay, LO LO Sister conference. conference. They actually had a vote on stage because half the people called it Low and then the and the other half called it LO. So I think they voted and I think the LO conference was what won. So
0: Yeah, which obviously stands for Live Original. And what I love about Sadie is that, you know, they a lot of the people that helped her put it together you know, back when she started doing it a few years ago, yeah. wanted her to do it in a bigger venue, but you know, she just held firm and said, no, I want to do it right here in my hometown. I'm proud of Monroe, West Monroe, Northeast Louisiana. And so I want everybody to come here. And so, you know, and of course a lot of people say, Oh, well, you won't get as many people, but the man, they packed it from what I heard. I wasn't there. Exactly. Yeah, they, they,
2: they were sold
1: out. Well, this is the conference I attended last year until I found out that it was for women. <laughs> Only. Yeah, that's right. You walked in. <laughs> and uh looked <laughs>
2: around. There were I a few men, not many, about seven of us out of 4,000.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zach was there. What's strange is, is now that I know it was for women, what's really strange is that you were there again, Zach uh <laughs> <So I>, what <well, laughs> hold on hold on got to it's starting Jace. to make me
2: wonder about yeah yeah, good, Very, yeah. <laughs> it's got, got me tied up a little bit well my daughter uh, Layla sings with Ella worship so i went to support my daughter willie was there and we helped out Tread lively helped out some of the production stuff as well. So Okay.
1: Well see, that I did little, I, play, of, I played. I played that card last year. I came to support my family. So yeah. I'll, you know, break down the gender barriers here and <laughs> take it on the team. But now that you <laughs> until gone you looked twice, around and saw
0: there were no other male <laughs> members of your family. <laughs> Except for Zach. Except Not for Zach.
1: So well, no, it's really, good. We're we're proud of Sadie. She's she's fantastic and she's really using her talents for the Lord. So uh look what the cat drug in. Oh boy. Do we have guests today,
0: Al? We have guests. Have they arrived? Uh, yeah, have they just
1: arrived. They showed up late and so I, that'll give you a cue. <laughs> to who the guests are.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to, I tell you what, we're going to take a break. And so we come back on the other side. It's a mystery uh, as to who has shown up into the unashamed lair to be on our podcast today. So let's I'll, take a break. on. The other I'll, side I'll we'll tell have.
1: you this. It will not be boring.
0: It will not be boring. That's great. Let's take a break. So we've been talking a lot about the, the new movie, uh, The Blind, that's coming out. And, And dad, it kind of got me to thinking about, you know, you kind of having that moment of coming to Christ and how that opened up opportunities to start our business, our duck call business, because you had that clarity of thought. And I think about how many times a small business idea comes out of people having clarity. You know, they have something they want to accomplish, something they want to do. And our friends over at Barrel Buddy uh, have a similar experience to us. Uh, They're believers. Uh, and out of their faith and love for the outdoors, uh, they were out in a muddy field one day and their guns were all, you know, covered in mud and had things in the barrel. And they thought, you know, we got to come up with a better way to clean our weapon. And so that's where the idea from Barrel Buddy came from. Uh, those white polymers the, that they came up with go through your barrel, get everything out, show you what what comes out, shows you what's clean behind Uh, Jace has a couple there in front of him. They match every gauge of your shotgun as well as any rifle uh, or handgun as well. Uh, Cleans it. Make sure that it's ready to go when you need it. And they're great guys and it's a great company. So we want you to check them out. BarrelBuddy.com is where you go to find it. B-A-R-R-E-L-Buddy.com. Check them out.
3: I thought, well, what would you do if you were God? That's a good thought, huh? No, no, because look, he's taking care of the creation. He's taking care of the cosmos, okay? He's taking care of the human race, okay? Yeah, so what would you do? Would you take their freedom away from them? Would you take their free will and fix it? You can. Then we'd be robots. Yeah, then we'd be robots. Rocks. Yeah.
0: So you were thinking about this side when we were talking earlier. Yeah. You were listening, yeah.
3: Because yeah. I was saying, man, I'd like to chime in right now because I got a question asked everybody. You know, it's on your shoulders now. You're God. What are you gonna? How are you gonna fix this?
0: Well, we wouldn't do as good a job as he has done.
3: Well, uh, no, no, I I, yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that's a uh, yeah. So let me have so so si, si has come in with a uh, he he he's uh, got like a mind-bending beginning, which is awesome today. So welcome, Cy. Welcome back uh, to Unashamed. We will see if we can work that in. Jace Jace, uh, had our theme verse today, Cy, 2 Corinthians 5.13. I don't know why he would say this, but it says, if we are out of our mind, (laughs) it is for the sake of God.
3: (laughs) I don't know why he said it. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> oh, I said we need a theme verse, and it oh, just popped into hey, my well, head. hey, There you go. I'm out of my mind. Nailed it. But okay. if you are, it's
1: for the sake of Christ. It's hey, positive. Hey, there it is. It's I was positive. giving you a compliment. That's right.
3: Hey, he's first in everything. Exactly. He
0: is. So we're also. I'm super excited because for the first time, uh, we have Philip McMillan. Uh, entering into the lair for, on the Unashamed podcast. So we've had sound before, Phil. We've never had you on. So welcome, glad you're finally here. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me
4: on.
1: Welcome aboard, S- Phil. Thank you, Jay. So,
0: so Phil has a, a long history uh with with our family, and it's really interesting because we were talking about the show uh, earlier uh, before we came on the air, and so Philip. The first, Philip, you were. It was the first season, I'm pretty sure, uh, when you first appeared on the uh, episode about the uh, yard sale.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Al, what happened was, what had happened was, uh, I told Phil uh, at church on Sunday. I said, Phil, I'm coming down to your garage sale, and he said, What about it? I said, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like the redneck I am. He said, All right, all right, Mac, bring, bring it on down here. So I showed up on a big, huge tractor with tires, and it was popping and banging, and I pulled up, and every camera out there was on me. Yeah. And they were like, good grief, and Sy si asked Phil, he was like, was it you? Yeah, no, you I... asked Phil, he was like, where does Willie find these rednecks? Yeah. And Phil said, Si, that's your buddy, old Mac Millen there. <laughs> no, you...
3: Hey, and I said, no, I'll play poker with that guy every Friday. I said, that ain't, that ain't Phil." Yeah, yeah. Philip. how knew- does Willie come up with these clowns? See any regen now? Hey, that's Mac. You know, soon, yeah. about that time he come in, and took his, you know, bandana off. You know, washed off his uh, tattoos that was on him and all this. Junk. Hey, if
1: you show up, I've learned this about TV production because Phillips now, uh, and, and no one knows this because the episodes we film haven't been released. But Philip has uh, somehow. Worked his way into Duck Family Treasure on multiple episodes. (laughs) But here's what I noticed. If you show up where there's a TV crew there, if you show up with a bandana on, with overalls on, without a shirt, and tattoos, you're going to be on TV.
5: uh, (laughs) No matter what you say or do.
1: You're on.
5: And there's going to be pretty good episodes. I've always wondered what kind of men... Yo, know, fam! Now it's all out in the open. It's all out, boy.
0: Well, you're going to be on a viral video or on a television show, that's for sure. So, and it was just kind of a, it was kind of just a joke. Uh, he had on like a long mullet, and he had on those Bubba teeth, and you know he had the whole thing going. <laughs> but I guess he so impressed the producers of the show that then the real Philip McMillan. Um, without the the garb, and I, I doubt a lot of people, Philip, even know that was you. Yeah, I'd have to go that, back don't. and watch. That. But you became uh, McMillan the villain, so your role, kind of recurring on the show, was that you were like the family villain uh, from high school, and so like you would always be the you know whatever the scenario was that we would come up with. You would always kind of be leading the charge against the family. Oh, yeah. Which was kind it,
1: was, of it was based on a true story
4: because we met right. in high school. Or
0: so.
1: Very
4: very competitive. I never met anybody as competitive as Jason Robertson when we were in high school. And he would be playing poker with the guys in the field house and winning. He was winning. But I didn't like Jace <laughs> very much back in high school because he was walking the straight and narrow, and I wasn't, Phil. <laughs> But And the last person that I ever wanted to see share the gospel with me or have a Bible study was this guy. But it happened, and when it did, it changed my life and my kids' lives and my wife, my girlfriend at the time. That was amazing. So I'm glad I ran into these Robertsons. Yeah,
1: and we shared that story. We had Blake Gaston on a couple podcasts ago, and we shared the story because when I met you, you were on the side of the road. Oh, in my my little sports car? In your sports car that I would later see you run into in the dead of night cuz you forgot where you parked. And and this was post Jesus, so nobody had been drinking. That's right no. But we were playing a we used to play capture the flag at night. He's hitting, Remember that? He's hitting other vehicles sober. Yeah. yeah. Well, well he was running through the woods and I saw Is he still a, sober? A supernatural event. Yep. Yeah. Look, he ran into his car. But I couldn't see his car. He couldn't see his car. I was chasing him. And he ran wide open into his car. Usually cars
5: run into individuals. Every (laughs) once in a while, individuals run into cars.
1: And he did a flip (laughs) over over the car. But I didn't realize he hit the car. And I thought, boy, that guy can jump like nobody I've ever seen. (laughs) So we saw him on the side of the road, uh, invited him to a. Well, we uh, Blake said, we got a party. We're going to play some cards. you want to come? And he was like, I'm in. He said, just don't put me on the spot or anything.
4: And so when I walked in, uh, Jace walked up to me, and he said, Philip McMillan. And I said, Jason Robertson. He said, boy, do I have a story for you. Sit down right here. And it was like me and him and some other guy. And he started sharing the gospel with me. But you know what I appreciate, Al? Is is you don't you can't trust your mind, okay? You have these unrealistic thoughts that come into your mind that you will believe if you're not careful, and so a lot of times when if somebody's talking about Jesus and what's going on in, in in your life, you're defensive and you make up things in your mind saying I'm okay, I'm not that bad of a guy, but when Jace asked me what is the gospel, we wrote it down what I said, so we went back and looked at it later, and he said, now Philip. I want you to think about what you thought about what the gospel was. And now let's talk about your response. And I mean, I just had tears in my eyes. I was like, I need I need to get in on this. And I did, yeah. and then my girlfriend did, and we've been married for 31 years, and uh, the best decision that I've ever made. And I, every once in a while I'll send Jason a letter saying thank you for having the courage and the boldness to share the gospel with me and my girlfriend, and then we teamed up and we hit everybody that we knew. You remember that? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just we went on a spree, a shopping spree
1: for the Lord. We absolutely no, was, did.
0: We talked about that a lot when uh, when Blake was on as well, Philip, about kind of having a centralized place for all these new disciples of Jesus, and it's really cool now to be able to look back. Over the course of that, because now it's over 30 years and see the lives that have grown. Let's take another break. So one of our sponsors, Bowling Branch, uh, makes sheets. And it's interesting because you think, well, you know, why do you guys uh, talk about sleep so much, you know, on your podcast? Uh, and I think, Jay, it's the reason why is because you spend a third of your life in the bed. <laughs> I mean, so therefore, you know, how you approach your sleep is important. And I've thought about it, you know, and like I silence my phone, you know, I usually read a little bit and study, you know, to make myself get myself ready, and prepared to sleep. Well, my sheets are also part of that process and you want to have really good ones. And uh, Bowling Branch are the best. Uh, They use the finest uh, organic cotton in the world. And so they're unmatched in terms of how they feel. The more you wash them, uh, the better that they feel, uh, which is really great. And at least I've been using Bowling Bread Sheets long before uh, they started sponsoring the podcast. So uh, they don't have any of the harsh chemicals uh, that a lot of uh, sheet makers use for theirs. Uh, They're they're incredible. They have a 30-night risk-free guarantee uh, with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. So you're not going to lose anything for giving them a shot. Uh, We know you're going to love them. Give them a try. Sleep better at night with Bowl and Branch Sheets. Get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code Robertson at bowlandbranch.com. That's B O L L A N D Branch, bowlandbranch.com. Use the promo code Robertson. Exclusions apply. See their site for details. uh so philip uh you you were kind of a part of that and what i always loved about you your your heart has always been um so into what we're doing but you always kind of had a chip on your shoulder like as a young guy i don't i don't know where that came from i mean now i know you so well so it could have been a lot of different sources of that but it always gave you an edge and so we used to play cards and stuff at the house and you know, people like Bill Phillips and those guys would get under your skin. And so one night, tell about the tell about the time we were playing Spades that night. I will, I will. Story.
4: Because after I was converted to Jesus, I would go over to Jason Missy's all the time and get instruction from Jace, things that I couldn't handle. And that was one of the things is I, I was so sensitive to any, anything anybody would say. And he was like, son, you got to toughen up. And I was like, it's so hard for me to toughen up. But the Robertson's, I mean, I, I love you guys, but man, y'all are competitive and y'all talk better smack <laughs> than anybody I've ever met. So I'm talking about from the youngest to the oldest. Um, that make it tough. <laughs> and so we're playing, we're playing, me and McIntosh are playing against Al and and Bill, Bill. Phillips.
1: He later changed his name to W.E.
0: W-E that's right. So,
4: and size. I've told Sai this story before, but. the the, me being not wanting to hear them smack talk after they win is a huge thing. And it's terrible coming from Bill and Al and Al's the worst. I don't know if y'all know this, but Al is the instigator and he's the worst. So so you got to
0: watch those preachers. We're
4: we're losing and we're about to lose. Like we've got one more hand left before me and Kevin, you know, we're going to get beat down by Bill and Al. So I just said, boys, I'm going to set my cards down. I need to go to the bathroom. So I walked to the bathroom, Phil. Climbed out the window, <laughs> got in my car. Hey, two months. I was gone for two months. They didn't see me.
3: That was the we blue sit- house. That was the blue house down the fields, right? That you. Well, yeah,
0: or maybe in, in town. But we we were sitting there, and we were like, "Man, oh, Phil must must have had a bad." Taco or something, you know. We we're waiting around. Finally, like after thirty minutes goes by, I said, "Somebody better go check on him." And so McIntosh goes, and Lucy said, "He's gone." <laughs> <laughs> so you were being led out of temptation. That's right. That's funny. So my, I told uh, Blake was on, and Blake and Shannon were my first wedding. Philip and Lisa were my second, uh, which was a few months later. Wow,
1: I didn't realize and
0: this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. These th- these guys were the initiators, and uh, as I remember Philip and Alicia got married outside, and a big old storm was blowing up, coming in. I yep. thought, man, I got to get this thing done because it's fixing to, you know, rain like a cow cowpea on a flat rock, and it did. But we got inside. But Philip, your wife Alicia is one of the sweetest people in the world, absolutely, and she's super smart. You married one of the smartest people on the planet, hmm. which I don't know how you pulled it off, but you did it, <laughs> yeah. and. And luckily for you, those genetics went through to your children as well, who are all brilliant. But it's really interesting watching the legacy of a life that's built in Christ. And so that's the beauty of it. And you sat next to me uh, when we were watching The Blind. And so I looked over at you. And of course, I'm you know crying at several points in the movie. I looked over at you, and you were too. And I asked you, I was like, you know, why is this so moving to you? And I don't know if you remember telling me this, but you said, you know, if Phil and Kay had not gotten it right, then I may have never known. And, uh, and that moved you, but, but tell a little bit about that, and about the movie and kind of how that impacts you. And then, si, I want you to tell your your uh, experience as well. So
4: I talked about Jace uh, and, and working with me and him and his wife and then Al and Lisa, of course, but, but Phil, Phil, you were there leading a um, a new Christians group for me and a bunch of guys that we had converted together, and um, I just saw I saw your heart, Phil, and, and how you loved people and gave back so much, and you know later on, side would come into my life, and these boys told me how crazy he was, and I finally met him in a Bible study that we had at my house across from John Godwin's, and Al, I think you guys were there. They said. They they told Si, Philip can't hear real well, so you got to get right in front of his face. And huh. then they told me Si can only read lips, and so we were hollering at each other and hollering. Oh, I remember that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yep. And, and I, I just, went, I mean, I'm a prankster, but I, y'all y'all got me with this one. And I was like, "Can you hear me?" And he was like, "Yeah." Stay in front of me though, because I want you to be able to read my lips. And he was like, "Look at these boys." They pulled one over on a sign. Oh yeah, no that that was hilarious. When they told you that he couldn't hear and y'all were, I, I just it was the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. So Al, I was thinking about you know all these things and how my life changed, how my kids changed, and I've worked at a children's home for 30, 29 years, and all these people that I've influenced and shared Jesus with, and it came from Phil and Kay. Turning their lives around. And so when I'm watching Phil in this movie, I love you, Phil. I, I, I appreciate what you've done for me and my family and all my friends and people that come to Jesus. And so I couldn't hardly watch it. It was just, it was, it was, I love the movie, but it was so emotional for me because I'm thinking, come on, Phil. Come on, turn around. You can do it, you know. Don't don't <laughs> self-sabotage here, Phil. Go turn to Christ. You can do it. I know you. And so it was it just kind of took over, Al, and and I and I was just like I was very emotional and I was so thankful. This is the greatest. I'm telling you, you're going to love this movie because it is every man's struggle. This is every yeah. man's struggle. It's between good and evil. And you know what? Sometimes good will win. And so that was emotional for me. And then I see my best friend sigh in the movie. And that's also, you know, we've been together ever since we met each other and just stayed together. And so all these things, uh, it was, it was overwhelming to me. And that's why you saw what you saw. So,
0: so Sai, what did, uh, what was your, I mean, you know, the movie goes back to when you guys were kids and showed some of the difficulties, uh, that we've dealt with as a family. And then you and Jan, you know, being the youngest and younger than dad, had a had a pretty big role, um, both in the before and the after. So so so, what was your take on the, what you saw and kind of how you experienced it?
3: Uh, the the main thing, okay. I don't know who said it, but it, it's one man can make a difference. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, you know, I'm just I'm just you know by myself." Well, hey, by yourself, you can make a difference. Okay, because that's what, you know, because, like, I gave up on him. Matter of fact, our whole family, except one, gave up on Phil and told Kay, hey, divorce him, you and the kids, go start your new life. He's never going to change. We had one person that said, hey, and she jumped on all of us with both feet. That was Janet, my younger sister.
1: Which is Zach's mom.
3: Yeah, which is Zach's mom. She jumped on us and I mean hard. She said, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. That's your brother that you're turning your back on. You yeah. know? She saw something in Phil that none of the rest of us saw. She said, hey, one of these days when he finally turns to Jesus, he's going to bring more people to Christ than you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think it could happen. And that has happened. Okay, he run up on Jesus because he'll tell you himself. I lived without him for 28 years. I ran with the devil. Okay, hey, I told him, hey, you're not the only one. We've all ran with him till we came to our senses. That's how the Bible says it in the prodigal son. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we all have to come to our senses and turn to Jesus, and then you— you cannot even imagine, and there's a scripture that says this, what he can do with you. Okay, that's why when I, I had to go to Fort Polk and talk to the soldiers because they was committing too many suicides, and the last thing I told them was, I said, hey, do not harm yourself because you're, you're dealing with some uh, a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last thing I'll leave with, if you don't get nothing else I've said today, don't harm yourself. God has got a plan for you, yep. and, and Jeremiah says it. You, know, you have no idea the plan I have for you, not to harm you, but to bless you and to give you hope and a future. Okay, and that's, that's what we all need. Because look, those without Jesus are hopeless, period. If you don't have the Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, okay, your hope, your you, there is no hope for you. With Him, the hey, the cosmos are, are is, that's your limit. Yeah. With Him, hey, he he's the creator for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So watch and feel, okay. And a lot of people would hear me talk about education. In a way, okay, because when he went to Tech and got with his running buddies, okay, the wrong crowd, okay, you'll be known by those you run with. Whether you're guilty of what they're doing or not, you will be known. Your reputation will be who you run with. Well, for 28 years, okay, you you run with the wrong crowd, and they took you down the wrong road. Then finally, okay, when you came to your senses and run upon Jesus, he changed your life. And I, and the greatest thing you've ever said to your younger brother is I come in off a of leave one time to spend time with you, and your running buddies come down there, and they said, hey, Robertson, let's go. Let's go get drunk. Let's go chase the women. And you said, hey, dude, that old boy's dead. Yeah. I buried him and good riddance. Mm. And it literally, I saw the fear in their eyes. They didn't know what to do with you after that.
1: Well, I think they thought you were crazy.
3: Well, no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no. It scared Al Boland. I've okay. been called worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it scared Al Boland. And he finally came to his senses when the doctor told him, he said, Hey, say, dude, you got a bad heart. You got an annual. He made it
5: about two yeah. months.
3: Yeah. Oh, that wow. you could, hey, you could be walking or coaching third base and say something to the runner and yeah. you're dead.
5: I don't
1: give the movie away. Well, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it's worth
3: watching, okay, because it, it shows the power. Hey, one person can make a difference. You've already seen that. Yeah. This man exactly. here. Made a difference in a lot of people's lives, okay? Mm-hmm, it's the right. ripple effect, throwing a rock, watch it hit, splash, then it's, <laughs> the waves go out.
1: Exactly, well, I look, I, I, I have hang to- Hang on,
0: James. Right. hang on, let's take a break.
1: I want to read this because, you know, we started off kind of joking about uh, if you're out of your mind, it's for the sake of Christ, and when you brought up Jan, uh, Si, and you were right. You know, everybody giving up Phil. But you said something earlier when you said, you know, what is God thinking? And uh, this verse hit me because really I think everything we've talked about now has been the Spirit of God working. And 1 Corinthians 2, in the second part of verse 10, it says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So when you were talking about, I wonder what God's thinking, well, that's the Spirit's job is to know what he's thinking. And so then it says in verse 11, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? And we realize that. We think that's our safe place. You know, nobody knows what I'm thinking but me. But then it says, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So when you said that about Jan, I thought that. The reason she didn't you know, give up, she had the spirit of God. And she realized how far God's grace reaches. And, and really, you know, a lot of times when you see people do things that are crazy, because I remember even as a kid when everybody was like, give up on Phil. Well, I was like, yeah, that dude, he, I was in the same camp. And so, but that came from the Spirit of God. And so it goes on to say at the end, we have the mind of Christ. And that's what the, the Spirit does for all of us, which is once, God, when, once Phil received God's Spirit, all of a sudden, We did see this transformation. You did see all these people, you know, when you talked about what one person does. But I felt like we should read that because that is the draw. It's the key to the movie. It's the key to our lives. You hear stories about this. I mean, Phil and I were kind of enemies, which is how that show (laughs) idea came about because we were enemies in a worldly way because we were competitive and all. But all of a sudden, when the gospel got out there, and the Spirit of God indwell both of us, well, that just became something we kind of laughed about. And even though sometimes we'd really get mad at each other and still do in in competitive games, it's it's in its right perspective because what we're in on is so much greater in life.
3: Since you brought this up, I got to tell you, some people argue about baptism. Is it required or not? Okay.
1: Solve that theological argument for si. us.
3: <laughs> well, no, no. Look, okay. I'm always <laughs> talking, I'm always talking tonight, about, you know, yeah. God talks to me. Yeah. Because right now everybody says, oh, they ain't got a sense of humor. Oh, yes, he has. He wakes me up all kinds of hours of the morning and the night and says, yeah. hey, sir, guess what? <laughs> Check this out. That's why I said if you're out of your mind, it's for the sake of God. Oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> hey, but the Spirit, okay? Because what did Peter, when he preached the first sermon, it pricked their hearts and they said, Oh my goodness, what have we done? What do we need to do? Yeah. And he told them, Hey, repent, be baptized, every one of you. Well, hey, yeah. here's what's going down in baptism you're burying the old sinful man or woman. Yeah. Okay. And then when you come up out of the water. Yeah. Okay. You're a new creation, and guess what? God gives you his spirit.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay, so all this time when I'm saying God talks to me, oh, he is. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and hey, not only that, I told a little story when I was out preaching, okay, about, okay, I was born a beautiful baby and everything was fine until I got about 15, and then all of a sudden, everything I start doing is wrong because guess what? Yeah, He's got a law for it. Yeah. And you okay, started breaking so, it? And I'm breaking it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line was I wanted the doctors to show me my DNA in living color. Okay? And I made up a big story about it after Bill Smith preached the sermon.
1: You wanted to see your DNA? Yeah. I wanted
3: to see my DNA in living color. Did they show it to you? Uh No. And look, it was gonna cost me twenty five hundred dollars. So I told the doc, I said, Doc, we got a problem here. I said, What do you want? The good news or the bad news? He said, Give me the bad news, then you can lift me up with the good news. I said, Well, you know that twenty five hundred dollars you charge for this little uh service DNA. Yeah. DNA test. Yeah. I said, You're not gonna get it. He's whoa, whoa, Mr. Robinson, hey, you gotta pay me. You know, we did it three times. That's the reason. I said, Yeah, but here's the problem. I said, when I run up on Jesus and I was baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection, yeah. he gave me his spirit. I said, hey, I've got dad's DNA, mom's DNA, and the Almighty's DNA. Uh. He gave me his spirit. <laughs> 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 you know, and look, I was preaching I'm, to a whole bunch of people, and one guy down in the front row said, you sorry rascal. You've been preaching me this whole time. I said, and it's evident, sir, that you needed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, There's so many questions I have based on that story. So what did you think you were going to see in the DNA result? You thought you were going to see the Spirit show up?
3: Well, no, mm-hmm. no, I just, you know, that, I just made that story up to preach to
1: preach. Oh, you made the story up to preach story. Not oh, a real story. I was, I, was made <laughs> <up> <laughs> unusual. I was a beautiful baby, and yeah. then
3: I turned about 15, and then I turned <laughs> into just a sinful man. I see. Okay, I yeah, to bring in the Spirit. Okay because yeah.
1: hey. I look, I thought I was gonna have to confess that first time I saw your daughter, I thought we need a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, no, no. That. A lot, lot of people have that. come up with that. <laughs> Because I said, okay. I mean, and for you who don't know, I mean, Sa's daughter look, you know, looks like a supermodel. Yeah. yeah,
3: and Seriously. she's very, very intelligent. She's very, intelligent. <laughs> very intelligent. So she's hey, the she's the hey, eighth I'm wonder of the though, world, so, and she's
1: of Korea, a I sound mind, Sai. It just, you know, <laughs> pardon me for saying, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I just thought there's evidence of a God here.
0: No, no, I've got yeah, an answer yeah. for it, Jase. Let's let's take a break. My answer for that dilemma about Tracey Lee is somewhere in Germany, there is a girl that looks and acts like Sai and she's been trying to figure out her whole life how she fits into her little <laughs> German family. They got switched at birth. <laughs> it, was a, it was a switch at birth. It had to fit.
4: she's walking around with a teacup everywhere she
0: goes (laughs) they're like Gutenstein you know we can't figure it out so your life is
1: a testimony what the spirit can do and you do a lot of great work when you talked about the speech that you gave uh, to our veterans you know it's inspiring because that's God's spirit in you encouraging those guys because God did give you a special gift to make people laugh and uh, and it and it really uh, is is shown. We were talking about before we started. One of the stories, I guess, that just happened when y'all were in New York. Did that just happen? No, with... That was a few. That was a while back. Yeah, it was a while back. But it was a, a funny story because there was a guy holding a sign, and you can help me fill in the okay. details. I will saying, give, give me. Money. You know how people hold up the sign, and they'll say, you know, I've. I need this I'm for hungry. my family. Work, work for yeah, food yeah or I'm. Stra- I will work for food. Well, this guy had a sign that said, "Give me money so I can for buy drugs." drugs.
4: Yeah. yeah, give me money so I can buy drugs. New York City, and New York City. And so, Sai so said, "He said, he said, hey, Philip, go over and find out if he needs some food. He said, I'll, I'll buy him some food. Go tell him." So I went and I said, "Hey, man, how you doing?" He's this guy's in his 20s or 30s. I mean, but this it shows
1: is- you how size mind works. Because look, I'm tempted to help anyone with a sign saying for whatever. But if somebody said, give me money so I can buy drugs, it would never cross my mind to help this guy. No. Yeah. And si says,
4: go over and talk to him and see if I can buy him lunch. Well, I'm the buffer. And so he, he's sending the buffer out first, Al. He's like, all right, go over and find out. You know, So I said, hey, Uncle Si wants to buy you some. And he was like, Duck Dynasty, I know you. So he recognized you. He recognized Sai. He was like, yeah. Duck Dynasty. I said he wants to buy you some food. What do you want to eat? We can. What do you? We can go wherever you want to go, and you wants to bring you something. And he stood up and started walking towards si and He said, "I know you, man." He said, "Give me some money for drugs." And Si laughed. He thought he was joking. Yeah. I said, Si, he ain't joking."
1: But so si offered to take him to any yeah. restaurant, oh. right? Yep. Any restaurant. Dude,
3: I'll feed you, or you
4: know, I'll go
3: take
1: you and get your hotel room. And so the guy said, "No, I want it for drugs." And when Si said no, what did the guy say? <laughs> Sigh. what'd he say? He said, hey, Duck Dynasty
3: sucks. <laughs> and I said, well, that's your opinion, dude. <laughs> and we left him high hey, I, That's what I left with. I said, that's planted you planted a seed. You tried
1: to help him, si, which, It's a funny story, but I just thought, I mean, what a guy. You literally tried to help this guy. And you never know, you might have
4: planted a seed. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Somebody else probably heard it or saw it. Sorry, I hijacked where we were going, but I thought that story had to be
1: told. No, that was good.
0: Uh, So, Philip, I want you to tell that because you you mentioned that you and Si are so close. And so, from my perspective, I mean, we've known you, you know, for over 30 years. And when the whole thing hit with the show, and all of a sudden everybody's being pulled in every direction, um, you know, we, we, with mom and dad and Si were obviously older when the phenomenon hit. And all of a sudden, everybody's wanting them to go do this and go speak here and let's do this book and let's do that. And so Lisa and I kind of became mom and dad's buffer to try to help them, you know, figure out what they needed to do. Because you got to have somebody you can trust, you know, in moments like that, because everybody's wanting a piece of you. And so for whatever reason that God had in mind, and that's why I want you to tell, because I don't really know. Somehow he had you in that position to be that guy for Psy. And so immediately you kind of became our guy to say, well, let me check with, to check with site. I would call Philip, and I would like, can I do this? Can I do that? They're wanting this, they're wanting that. And so you just kind of became that person. And so I, how did that happen? Um, you know, and then how has it grown through the years? Cause now we're talking about a long time that you oh, kind yeah, of stayed. Yeah. No, you know, y'all are kind of partners everything. as well as friends.
3: Let me start this off. Go
4: ahead, Sy, si, because he don't let me talk much so, when we're on the road. Out. Hey,
3: first of all, the family said, "Okay, I had done a couple events on my my by myself. Well, hey, phones won't work for me, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You're so technically finally, challenged. Yeah. So finally, the family said, "Hey, we can't let that idiot go out on his own. <laughs> we got to have somebody you know go with him and take care of business." So now. <laughs> so that was yeah, that's
1: true, that's right? That so, was the v- gentle version of yeah. Yeah. me and Willie saying, Si,
4: what are you doing?" You need-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we so, si needs si needs somebody that could kind of you know look after him.
4: That's oh, absolutely! So we became such good friends, um, you know, during that Bible study, and from that point on, we we did a lot together and laughed a lot together, and I just love Si's heart, and we got along great. And we knew each other and loved each other before any of this thing, any of the fame happened. So yeah. he knew he could trust me and I would be a good buffer, a good barrier. And I didn't mind doing it. We were. This was a platform for me and Cy to be able to share the gospel with people. And yeah. so uh, him and Christine, you know, we got to be close with me and my wife, Alicia, and Christine and Cy. So we just started traveling everywhere together, me and Sai, and I would, I would help him with all of his things and I would explain things. Because believe it or not, I, America probably don't even know this, but Sai, he, he used to be pretty shy. We'd go into a room or to an event and he's kind of like looking around. And so I would kind of break the ice and I would kind of set things up and talk. But once he got started, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, they're like, does he have an off button? No, sir. No. You know, so that's how it happened, Alan. Uh, we just got. Kind of closer over the years, and uh, I just, you know, I'm I'm CPR certified and all this kind of stuff from working at the <laughs> children's home So, I, any kind of emergency comes up, I'm a pretty good old boy to have, you know. So, I think that's a lot of it. But we just have the same passion, uh, the same uh, spirit. I just think we're we're kind of so similar, and we get along really good. And and we both, while while we're on the road. We're having Bible studies. We're setting up studies with people. We've gone into prisons and done ministry while we were on the road. Um, We've just had some awesome things happen to us. Is that what you want?
0: No, it's great. And that's, you know, the the Bible talks about, you know, Paul told the Philippians there's a partnership in the gospel Mm -hmm. that forms when people have a heart. And that's what I would describe you two as. And it was really interesting. Again, looking back, and Zach, I want you to speak to this from making the movie. When you look back and you see how God ordains and does these these relationships, because you and Philip, Jase, grew up with each other with not necessarily a close relationship, but then because of Jesus formed that bond that then brought Philip and Alicia into our whole forever family. And look what it was doing, because then it would forge this new partnership with Simon Philip, to do what they're doing from a ministry perspective. So, Zach, talk a little bit about that just from the movie perspective about how this whole idea, and, and since your mom has been such a feature of this conversation, how that God has builds these things through a decision to follow Christ and kind of how that was. I think that's kind of at the core of the whole theme of the movie.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. You know, it's it, when I si was talking about the – get that picture of the ripples, you know, the pond, you throw throw one stone in the pond and it has these ripples that go on and on. I was, I was just sitting there thinking as y'all were talking about my mom and kind of her role in Phil coming to Christ. And, you know, I I intentionally set that screening up for the family with, I wanted everybody there like Philip and like kind of everybody like that, that was in our life that kind of came out of that downline ministry. Um, because I felt that, you know, and, and, and then what, what's what's ironic and weird about it is that my mom prayed for me every single day of my life. She prayed that I would love Jesus. She prayed that I would I would live for him. She prayed, I mean, she just, my mom just poured into me. But when I turned about 15, I, I, I veered from that and I didn't really have an idea for what the kingdom looked like. I mean, I knew from my parents and I had that and I'm so grateful to them for that. And I have amazing parents, both of them. Um, but you know, like when I look at when I really came into my own faith, it was under the discipleship of Jace and Willie and and Phil and then Philip. You, I mean, I, all you guys. Like we, us younger guys, we were the generation behind you all, and so we're seeing what you guys were doing. And my whole friend group was was transformed by that. So it's interesting that my mom prophetically speaking into Phil's life and not relenting on the gospel, would little did she know that it would be out of that man, out of the ministry that came out of my Uncle Phil, that I would find my own faith in Jesus. And it's just, I mean, it's the kingdom. That is the kingdom of God. I cannot overestimate how one man's decision, one, one and it's not just Phil's decision, it was Kay's decision to stay with him. It was size decision to pursue his brother. It was my mom's decision to pursue, per, 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 pursue him. It was Bill's decision to go, but it, it's the kingdom just working. And those ripples. I mean, it's like tentacles that just go everywhere. I mean, hearing Phil, Philip tell that story, man, I was like tearing up and just getting chill bumps thinking about, you know, I, I didn't realize that your wife was your girlfriend at the time and her, her that trajectory. And I'm sitting there at Sadie's conference this weekend and I find your daughter in section two twenty six, And, I need to send you the picture. I've got a selfie with her. And I'm like, and she's there talking about what she, and I'm like, man, the kingdom, that's the kingdom of God. Yeah. It just has tentacles that go on far beyond what any of us can think. And that really was why we wanted to show the movie, the blind. Everybody knows what Phil's done since then. But you know, to see that, Hey, no matter how far you think you have gone that in in Jesus, nobody is beyond redemption and nobody, uh, Jace mentioned that verse. No, no ear can, uh, what is no mind has conceived, no eye has seen, no ear has heard or conceived of the good things that God has prepared for those who love him. So, yeah, that that's kind of why first, we did it. That's First Corinthians you 2. You know,
5: what comes to my mind and uh, was uh, definitely worth mentioning, you know, you start out on your journey, you're repentant with uh, tears and you understand the love of God. I thank God, the little book of Philippians. I thank God every time I remember you and all my prayers with joy because, now listen to this, of all of us seated here. I always pray with you because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. When you look at it like that, you say, hmm. Number two. For whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you sharing God's grace with me—that's two. Now I want to know I want you to know, brothers—that what has happened to me, and we're speaking of our past, really served to advance the gospel. And he's talking about being beaten, the firehead up, up being beaten up, accused. That's three, four. The latter do so in love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. So every time I would talk to somebody else, I would keep remembering what the Apostle Paul said. The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. You get down there, the first 27 verses of Philippians, whatever happens, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You got to be all in. No backing up, backing off, or backing down. Just stick with it. That you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man, all of us together, for the faith of the gospel. And it just goes on and on, being, being one in spirit and purpose. The last one I'll give, number seven, times this is mentioned in the little book of Philippians you know that Timothy here's a young book has proved himself because as a son with his father and I saw a lot of young ones come by he has worked with me in the work of the gospel that's a lot of scriptures all pointing with everybody involved here there's one there's two there's three there's four there's five there's six all of you, same goal, same gospel, same Lord, same response, same birth, new birth. Pretty amazing. Absolutely.
3: Jesus yeah. says it's best. He said it, okay, hey, fear not, because I will be with you throughout the ages. Yep. Okay, you got to think about that. You're never alone. Exactly. And then, he, like uh, Zach was saying, the kingdom.
1: Yeah, it just expands.
3: It just, it keeps going out to the masses. Yep.
1: I think the details and all this, I mean, I remember your wife, you know, I, I shared Jesus with you, and you were like, well, it was your girlfriend at yeah. the time. She And you said, well, share with her. And now she was, she was a lot better <laughs> Than you were at that
2: time. She was. Uh, she still is, Jase. She still is. She was uh, not one to hurt anybody's feelings, but she was a believer.
1: Well, hey, look, look, well I was going to say how <laughs>
3: smart she was.
1: But look, I wanted to say this. So when I studied with her, she was very knowledgeable in the Bible. She had a good heart, and and I was kind of thinking to myself, "What's she doing with him?" You know, that's what I was thinking. But I went ahead and I shared Jesus, and. Uh, And just didn't really think much about it. And a few days later, I mean, it was like 6 or 6.30 in the morning, pouring down rain. Someone's knocking at my door. Missy and I lived in this little apartment, pretty much a one-room apartment. Somebody's knocking on my door. And I'm like, what in the world? And I opened that door up, and there was your girlfriend. Look, tears streaming down her face. She had her Bible open. She was standing in front of my door. And she's like, I need to give my whole life to Jesus. I, I just, wow. it was so powerful because I was thinking, she's in, she's with the wrong guy. You know, I didn't know what you were going to do. And, uh, but it was amazing though, even though that she had a lot of good things going for her and was very uh, a stable person and a believer, she looked at it in a new way right then and realized, you know what, I, I need to submit. To to the Lord. And I think that was the foundation for your marriage that was coming up and your relationship in Jesus. But that one little detail, I just thought, what kind of person gets up at daylight in the pouring down rain and said, you know what,
5: I'm doing this? It was that long. But it was 30 years.
1: It was so powerful to me to see the powers in the gospel in Jesus. And it's not in how we kind of view everybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're all humans. We all have to have that moment where we fall at the feet of Jesus. And to get to see that is one of the joys in being a part of the kingdom, you know, with everybody.
0: All right, so we're out of time. Man, that went fast. Uh, but we do have some overtime uh, to spend a little bit more because we got a couple of projects and a couple of other things that are going on with Simon Philip we had not talked about yet. So if you want to follow us over to overtime and hear more about how great Philip's wife is, um, i'm not gonna argue over. with you <laughs> follow is us awesome. over blaze slash unashamed is where overtime is we'll see you there thanks guys for being on the podcast thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on itunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on youtube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes and for even more content that you won't get anywhere else